Welcome, 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 women, to another exciting episode of Relentless, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Janae Bryce. We are relentless. Why? Because we can't stop. We don't stop. We won't stop. I am excited about what the Lord has to share with us today. We are going to again search the unsearchable riches of the unfathomable Word of God. So, as is my custom, I'd like to give a shout out to those churches, nonprofit organizations, and associations who have allowed me to share my gift down through the years. Whether it was a word of poetry, emceeing a program, uh, speaking on a Sunday morning, and military services, appreciations, anniversaries, conventions, workshops, uh, convocations, whatever it may have been, I am grateful that you thought enough of me to invite me to come and share. So with that in mind, I'd like to give a shout out to the St. John Missionary Baptist Church of Oakland, California. Pastor Greg Payton is the pastor. I am grateful to have shared on several occasions with the women of the St. John Church. It has been my pleasure. And I say, like Paul said to the church at Philippi, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. So as I was in prayer, and meditation concerning what to say to the women of God today, my heart landed on um, a short but familiar uh, passage of scripture. Um, and it is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Again, 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. And I'll be reading out of the King James Version of the New Testament scriptures. Yes, King James Version, my favorite. Um, yes, first Corinthians 11 and one, and it reads, be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Once again, be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. So I thought tonight we would define the terms of this uh, particular scripture. It's short and there are six key words. Word number one, followers, followers. It's a noun. Um, it means those that follow, specifically a person who follows another's beliefs or teachings. In other words, it's a disciple. If you ever want to be a good leader, young people, older people, people in general, learn how to be a good follower. Look at the S on the end. It means plural more than one. So, so remind yourselves, you're not in this by yourself. You're following Christ. So too are many others. You are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. The song said, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Come on, stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. Followers, be ye followers of who? Me. Me, pronoun, the objective case of the pronoun I. <laughs> That's a little English lesson for you. It describes one's self. Paul is encouraging his listeners to first follow him. Now, you got to be pretty confident in yourself to tell someone to follow you. I mean, you have to know where you're going. And, and it means they believe you know where you're going. Enough to, to, to get right behind you 
and how to get there. Nothing worse than following somebody who's lost themselves. Nothing worse than somebody, like my father used to say, selling wolf tickets, just talking. Got a whole following. Don't know where they going. Nothing worse. Be ye followers of me, even. Even. This is interesting. It's an adverb. It means exactly as. Just the same. Exactly the same as. Paul is saying, do what I do. He's saying, when I move, you move just like that. That Yeah, that was ludicrous back in the day. But, but really, it was Paul back in the day. The Bible said it first. Or, 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 or uh, yeah, you know, even there was another brother back in the day, Eric B. and Rakim said, follow the leader. But even that is not um, original. It was God who said, choose ye this day whom you will serve. The Lord said it first, follow me. Because I know where I'm going. Paul then is reiterating, follow me as I follow Christ. Be ye followers of me, even as I, I, another pronoun. The per, it means the person who is speaking or writing. It is the nominative case of the first person pronoun uh, as we know it. Personal pronoun, I. Now, we already said that the objective case is the word me. So now the nominative case is the word I. Now, stay with me. Here, Paul is letting us know that he is not telling us to do something that he himself is not willing to do. Oh, that, that's a good one. Come on. A leader leads by example. Uh, I said a leader leads by example. Yes, you choir president. Yes, you youth chairperson. Yes, you usher board member. Yes, you CEO. Uh-huh. Yes, you... Um, uh, business leader, but you have to lead by example because it would be a shame to think you're leading somebody, turn around and, and ain't nobody there. Because you can think you're a leader, but if ain't nobody following you, you just taking a walk. <laughs> be ye followers of me, even as I also, also, it's an adverb. It means like to, it means likewise, in addition to. He is including himself in the equation. He's not just saying, follow me. Because who would just do that? You, I'm willing to follow you as you follow Christ. He's not just telling us to, 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 to follow him. He assures us that um, if you follow me, we won't get lost because I'm following Christ. Paul understands that he's not just telling us to do something, but he too is willing to follow Christ. And, and so remind yourselves, you're in good company. If Paul could do it, we can do. We can do it too. <laughs> no matter what you have done in the past, if the Lord changes you, you got a testimony and you've got somewhere to take somebody else. What do you mean, Sister Bryce? I mean, Paul used to be Saul, and he was something else. Come on, dragging innocent men, women, and children out of their homes, and even leading some to their deaths, and he thought he was doing God a favor. Oh, but when the Lord changes you, 
then you are able to follow Christ and then others are able to follow you. So, so I just am reminding you, listen, don't be ashamed of your testimony. Uh-uh, don't be ashamed of where the Lord has brought you from. I saw something on Facebook the other day that was very interesting and it's appropriate here. It was a picture of a butterfly and a picture of the caterpillar. And the caption said, the butterfly does not look back at the caterpillar ashamed. Instead, he is grateful for the journey. What you say? All of us have a past. Come on. We all have a past. Thank God for our testimonies. So be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Last word, Christ. Christ. In the Greek, it is Christos. It means the anointed one. The Mishayak of God. The oily one. He is Jesus. And by the way, his name is Jesus Christ. Jesus is not his first name. And then Christ will be his last. No. It means... Jesus, the anointed one, he is the Christ, the savior, the redeemer. The old Testament word is Joshua or Yeshua. I love the name Yeshua. Yes, because of what it means, Jesus, our Lord and savior, our redeemer. But I also love the name Yeshua because of the way it sounds. Come on. Yeshua sounds like, yes, you are. Come on. Yeshua sounds to me like the person is saying, yes, you are. So when I need love, yes, you are. When I need peace, yes, you are. When I need joy, Yeshua, yes, you are. He is the Christ, the son of the living God. Yeshua, yes, you are. So now let's dive into the book itself. Again, we're in first Corinthians. Now, listen, see, see, Paul is speaking to a, a particular people. That's, it, it, see, that's why it's important to study scripture so that you get not only text, but context. It's important to know who was talking, when they were talking and the ramifications for us today. So Paul is speaking to a particular people who lived in a particular city, the church at Corinth. Much like me today, I'm speaking to you. Come on, women living in 2020, have mercy. We have a context, don't we? A global pandemic. Come on, race relations falling down all around us. Come on, an election to take place tomorrow. Come on, there is context to what the writer or the speaker is saying. We're going to talk about some context and, and, and the preacher and the people. We're going to talk about the author and the audience. We're talking about Paul and the people at Corinth. All right, you ready? Now, we're going to talk about um, actually four points today, and then we're going to be out of your way. Point number one, as we're considering Paul and the people, point number one is money. Come on, stay with me. We, 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 we still talking about Following Christ, but following Paul as he follows Christ. All right, point number one, money. The people in the church at Corinth would understand money. See, Corinth was a port city. It was situated near water. Everybody was trying to get theirs. Come on. There were some hustlers. Come on. They believed in working. 
importing and exporting goods across the waters, much like the Port of Oakland today. Come on, goods and merchandise are shipped back and forth into and out of the Port of Oakland because somebody in Oakland understands getting our hustle on. Come on, making paper. Come on, clocking dollars. Come on, grinding. Come on, getting the bag, securing the bag. Come on, somebody understands the concept of working. That's why he said in chapter 6, verse 20, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. The people in Corinth would understand prices. They'd understand money. They would understand ports. They would understand goods and merchandise. They would understand working for a living. They understood the concept of buying and selling. But, but if we're going to do it like Christ would do it, we are to remember the words of Malachi, where he said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I shall not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Uh, so remind yourself, they understood money. If they understood money, we understand money. Come on, but understand that the Lord only asks for a tenth. Now, your free will offering is something else altogether, but he asks for a tenth because the tithe is holy. It belongs to the Lord. Tell your neighbor, don't forget to pay your tithes. Now, tell yourself, don't forget to pay your tithes. Point number one was money. Point number two, come on, stay with us, muscles. <laughs> yes, I said muscles. All right. The people of Corinth would understand muscles. That is to say they understood anatomy. They had an appreciation for the form and the function of the human body. Come on, tell your sister, they ain't the only one. <laughs> After all, the Olympic Games originated in Greece. And Corinth was in Greece, much like the city of Oakland. Come on, we got gold, Jim. Come on. Much like Vallejo, we got in shape. Come on. Come on, Bay Area. The Lord's Gym in San Leandro, we got 24-hour fitness, spas, and massages. Now, understand, I, you know, we're in the age of COVID, and things have changed. Many gyms are, are reopening now, but things have certainly changed. But the idea of keeping the physical body in shape is not a new idea. Come on, it's even more important now that we've had months and months of sedentary living. Come on. The global pandemic has made it hard on every body. Emphasis on body. Come on here. <laughs> somebody's always working out or and, and trying to better their bodies we we're determining to eat better and we're trying to to uh stretch our muscles and 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 i heard something the other day that said if we do not use food as medicine we will then have medicine as food come on I'm encouraging you, ladies, take care of this physical body. Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Come on. 
Paul makes this point in chapter 12, verse 12. See, we're in the book of 1 Corinthians when he says, For as the body is one and have many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Do you see how he's using the body as a metaphor? Because the people in Corinth would understand muscles. They would understand anatomy. They would understand how the physical body worked. So... If we're going to do it like Paul and going to follow him as he follows Christ, we're going to have to present our bodies. Come on, a living sacrifice. Come on, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Tell yourself they understood muscles. But that's physicality. But if we're going to follow Paul as he follows Christ, we've got to put some super on this natural. (laughs) we've got to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Point number three, as we attempt to follow Paul as he follows Christ is mythology. Come on, see, because we're talking about context, the church at Corinth, mythology, Now, the Corinthian people, that is the folk in the city, were idolaters, idolaters. That is to say, they participated in idol worship. They built statues to Greek gods like Zeus. Come on, Apollos and Diana. Come on, they revered the masterful monologues of Plato, Aristotle and Socrates. Come on, they believed in something other than Jesus. Now, don't don't start looking funny because just like some folk in our churches today, we do believe in God, but we also check our horoscopes. Come on. There's somebody checking every now and then talking about what's your sign? Mm -hmm. Checking to see if the stars are lining up. Listen, listen. (laughs) You don't have to say nothing. Back in the day, there's some folks calling Cleo. Y'all remember that? <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> the hotline calling Cleo. Fortune telling. Oh, the devil is a liar. Every now and then, j- 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 just to see what, what, what the horoscope is, is saying. I said the devil is a liar. There is no God like Jehovah. 1 Corinthians 8, 4, 5, and 6 says, Though there are those who sacrifice to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other God but one. You better ask Elijah and the 400 prophets of Baal. You remember what happened? Jehovah God is the one who answers when you call him and he answers by fire. The prophets of Baal, those idol worshiping prophets. Tried to have a showdown on Mount Carmel and Elijah called on mm, the only God, the God of heaven, maker and ruler of heaven and earth. And what he do? He answered by fire. He answered by fire. So, so, so look now, as long as we following, we're trying to follow Paul as Paul follows Christ. And he was talking specifically to the church at Corinth. And we've already gone over the three things that the the folk in the church at Corinth would understand. Point number one, they would understand money. They lived in a port city, exporting and importing goods and merchandise. So too do we understand money. Come on. 
making bank. Come on. Making cheddar. Getting that paper. Come on. They understood money. We understand money. They understood, secondly, muscles. They had an appreciation for the form and the function of the human body. They understood that in order to get optimum use of the body, you have to take care of it. We got to eat right. We got to exercise. Come on. The church at Corinth would understand muscles. Point number three, the church at Corinth would understand mythology, and, and we would too. Come on. Come, come on. I, 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 I ain't going to belabor this point too much, but some of us have some relatives from down south way. And they, 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 they believe in some, some strange stuff. Now, they got Jesus in there. <laughs> but I remember one time visiting a cousin, and she said that somebody was sweeping the floor. She said, don't sweep over my feet. I was like, why? Uh-uh, that's bad luck. The devil is a liar. Listen, listen. Trust in God and move your feet when people are sweeping the floor. That's all. Move, I need to sweep over there. Come on. Point number one, they would understand money. Point number two, they would understand muscles. Point number three, they'd understand mythology. But here it is, point number four. Paul, Pastor Paul, is preaching to the church at Corinth, even though they are surrounded by idol worshipers and and idolatrous statues, even though they're surrounded by worldly folks who put a high premium on just the outward look of a person, even though they were surrounded by people who who understood money, they, they may not have understood its relation to God. Pastor Paul is still preaching to the church. Point number four, he knew they would understand ministry. We've got money, muscles, mythology, now ministry. Here it is. The church at Corinth would understand Paul's ministry. This church was comprised largely of converted Jews and Greeks. They had some issues. Will we agree? (laughs) I said... The church was comprised largely of converted Jews and Greeks, folks who (laughs) essentially had nothing in common with each other. So they had some issues, some problems, some some stuff they were dealing with. Hmm. Sound like some of our churches today. He witnessed to people who needed to know Christ and he identified with them. Aren't you glad that Jesus does care for the Jew, but he also cares for the Gentile? Aren't you glad? (laughs) Ministry means service. Paul was a servant to the church. Paul understood that just because we believe in Jesus doesn't mean all our issues will go away. Doesn't mean loved ones won't get sick. Doesn't mean we might not have all the money we need at the time. I'm trying to tell us to remember Paul understood that just because you love the Lord, it does not mean that everybody at your school is going to like you. Everybody on your job will appreciate you. Everybody in your family will like you. Come on here. Paul understood issues. Paul also understood that ministry means service. It costs you something to follow Christ. Even at a time of COVID-19, you are still responsible for sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus. 
the Christ, the son of the living God. He knew that even though he could brag about his education, his learning and his abilities, he dared not because none of that meant anything compared to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And let me throw this in for free. People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. Ain't nobody interested in you and all your degrees. They don't, they don't, they, all your titles and your fancy self. Ain't nobody interested in all of that, especially at a time like this. Folk need to know, do you love them? Folk need to know, do you care about them? Folk need to know, will you pray for them? Loved ones dying and they can't even go see them. Oh, oh, ain't no time for playing games today. People knew that people are not uh, uh, excuse me, Paul knew that people are not willing to follow you just because you say, follow me. See, folk today need something else. All this flashy and, 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 and talking loud and ain't saying nothing. People don't have time. They are not going to hear it. They're not going to listen to it. Not today. They ain't going to follow, follow just any old body. If you phony, folk will know. If you talking loud and ain't saying nothing, people will know. If they, they, they trying to spirit by the spirit. They ain't thinking about you. Paul was effective for the Lord because he was willing to follow Christ despite his past. See, because some of us will, will, will get down and feel guilty and we are ashamed of the things we've done. And, and, and we'll feel like, Lord, why me? Not me. They're not going to listen to me. But he was effective in spite of all that. Who's come to Christ because of your testimony? Huh? Huh? Keep telling it, oh woman of God. Keep telling it how you were once strung out on drugs, but look what the Lord has done. How you were living an alternative lifestyle, but the Lord fixed that thing. Tell it. How you came to the Lord just as you were, wearied, wounded, and sad, but you found in him a resting place, and now he has made you glad. Tell your testimony, older woman. There's a younger woman who needs to hear it. Tell your testimony, young woman. Listen. People looking at you and your glory, they need to see and hear your story. Who are you bringing to Christ because of your ministry? Who has joined your church this year? And I don't mean the building. Who have you converted to Christ just by telling them who you are? If we're going to say like Paul, follow me as I follow Christ, the Lord wants you to be authentic and transparent. Now, let me tell you what that does not mean. That does not mean um, going up to strangers and telling all of the business. It does not mean even getting it up in church among folk you know and telling all of your business. I would not advise that. Not a good idea. Because some folk would take what you tell them and keep on taking it across town. They're going to take it to work. They're going to take it to school. They're going to take it back to church. They're gonna Listen, you have to be wise in what you share. Why? Because people genuinely, if they come into you, they want to know what you think. They, they believe you're going to keep it real with them. Share a little bit. Share, share a little bit how you made it over. Share. 
Be wise. Don't, 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 don't tell it all. There's some of it. Don't tell it all. <laughs> but Paul re- give, gives us um, a recipe. Because Paul himself was not perfect. But he said, I'm following Christ. I might be rising and falling, but I'm following Christ. Broke most of the time, but I'm following the Christ. My friends don't understand me, but I'm following Christ. I don't always understand my friends, but I'm following Christ. What are we saying, Sister Bryce? I'm saying this. The church exists in a larger context. In a larger context. We are in the midst of this world. Even the Bible tells us we are in this world. (laughs) But we are not of the world. Our citizenship is on high. And we should always be pointing others to Christ. We should be that light that's sitting on a hill. We should be that salt that makes other folk thirsty for the living water. Come on. The salt that preserves. The salt that makes the word taste good. Come on. That's what the world needs to see. Even at a time like this. I say like Paul, follow me, but don't just follow me. Follow me as I follow Christ. Because if we're all following Christ, we're going somewhere. And what is the souvenir for today, women of God? The souvenir is this. This place is not our home. We've got to live here for a little while. Yes, we do. But if we are following Christ, we are going somewhere. The old song used to say, we're marching. We're marching up to Zion, that beautiful city of God. So follow me as I follow Christ. God bless you, women of God. I will talk to you next week. Love you now. Bye-bye.